All right, welcome back to another episode of Event Hub's Talking Block. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. Hello, hello. We just got us uh, some Street Fighter VI action in all weekend, and now we want to talk about it, but there's so much to talk about that we had to bring on a third party. Please welcome uh, Steven Dream King Chavez. How are you doing, Steven? I'm doing pretty well. I'm loving some Street Fighter VI. I'm loving talking about it, so I think I'm in the perfect place right now. John, what are we talking about today? Yeah, I, I think we played um, like collectively uh, the beta for about 40 hours apiece. We are just so excited about the game. Uh, we've got a review coming up here on Tuesday, May 30th. We may have a video portion of that too. Just it depends on you know what John is thinking over there. But uh, um, we may have a video portion of it. But uh, we will definitely have a written review of it. There are some really good things about this game. There are a few bad things we'll talk about in the review. But I want to start here with uh, three major takeaways. My first takeaway is Street Fighter is awesome again. And the, the thing about it is Street Fighter V, it never got off to a good start. And by the time it finally got to be a really good game or a great game, uh, depending on who you're asking, it was too late for most people. They were out on the game. Street Fighter VI is coming out of the gate really strong. And it's going to be the main stage games and, and people's hearts and heads in the fighting game community again. Uh, I am so happy about this because they brought back the core mechanics from past Street Fighter games that people loved. Um, and they're not all encompassing and dominating forces that they were previously. Instead, they're designed with clear strengths and weaknesses to give people different options in combat. So parries are back from Street Fighter 3. Uh, drive impact, our focus attacks are back from 4. Alpha counters, um, our drive reversals are back. And then the, the kind of new system here uh, for Street Fighter 6 overall is Drive Rush, which is going to be probably the most dominant of the bunch, if you ask me. Um, but if I had to compare it to anything, it would remind me the most of Alpha 2's custom combos uh, because of the moving forward and like the big combos mm -hmm. that you kind of get from that. But anyway, you blend all those things together and you give players a ton of freedom of expression and creativity that takes a lot of the past elements of Street Fighter and bakes them into their own brand new thing. And that is why I'm really excited about the game. It is the thing that stands out to me the most is that Capcom has found a really good blend of of past and future and has put them all together so if you really enjoyed street fighter 2 or street fighter 3 you're not completely dead in the water in this game you can find characters and you can find play styles that fit that approach same thing for four five is a little different you know maybe this time around i don't know exactly who where the five characters uh, and five play styles are at but they're in there somewhere there's certainly enough of the moves and enough other stuff that's ported over there um, but the five players might feel the most uh, um, not at home with this game but Good. overall there, <laughs> overall, there's a lot uh, to be excited about. How do you guys feel? Yeah, I, we, we talk about that all the time and how it feels like there are options for days and it's in a healthy way where the onus becomes on you to figure it out and do the best thing. And that's the fun of the problem solving that is fighting games. As long it's like losing sucks, but it's OK to lose as long as you have an option in front of you that goes, oh, I could do that. That is the key. And next time I run into that problem, I'm going to evolve forward and do something new. It's, I'm going to use the key to, to go forward and then your opponent gets to do the same thing in the back and forth and then it becomes this awesome real-time problem solving where everyone feels like they have uh, the ability to control their destiny enough that it's fun and intriguing and engaging um, but you were talking about how we we sample in street fighter 6 a whole bunch of mechanics from older games not only that but they've tweaked these to be better than they were before so like for instance real quick uh fireballs and and parries right in street fighter 3 parries are a huge huge part of what makes that game great and and why people love it and revere it but it also completely negated fireballs and it's like yeah 
that was kind of a downside about parry. It's like we still want our fireballs in Street Fighter. We want them relevant. Well, now you've got parry and they figured out a way to make fireballs still effective in this game, still worth throwing. And now you've got two, uh, you know, kind of non-negotiable parts of the the awesome Street Fighter experience working together for kind of like the first time because really those two things are, are, are hard to make agree and Street Fighter 6 has been doing that on like every level that I can see so far. Yeah, um, there there is so much to this game and, and I, I, I will give Street Fighter 5 credit here in that uh, the characters I tended to gravitate towards were the more technical ones that required a lot of resource management and just awareness of situations and conversions and things like that. And I feel like Street Fighter 6, it, it's kind of like that the game, you know what I mean? Like it's like resource management and awareness, the game. And that falls exactly into what I like to do as a fighting game player. So like, I know that a lot of people are feeling like, man, like playing Street Fighter 6, I feel fatigued afterward. Like mentally it's draining and stuff. But for me, it's like, it's the opposite. It's invigorating. It's like, man, I want to play more. I want to find out more. I want to find the counters because I know they're there. And that's super encouraging and super exciting. So like, I, I really like kind of the way that the meta is looking right now and just the overall combat system and everything, how it all jives together, I really, I'm really enjoying that already. Yeah, it's um, uh, washing the bad taste of Street Fighter V out of a lot of people's mouths right now is what I, I'm seeing. And again, I love V. Um, I still enjoy the game, but I'm definitely going to be moving on to 6 here. The better netcode, all this other kind of stuff, just so much better. John, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know you said that Street Fighter V is your favorite Street Fighter to date. Uh, how likely is Street Fighter Six in the running to take that over, take that spot over? It's, it's a possibility. I want to get more into the game and I want to see some more of the broken stuff that, that comes out and whatnot. And uh, But it's it's definitely a possibility. Again, the proved netcode, uh, CFN being better, the uh, training mode being all that kind of stuff those are really important things to me because i mainly play online uh, as most people do and and so uh, the net code being light years better is is way it's, it's a game nice changer yeah. yeah so um steven uh, what is your your main thing that you're seeing what is your major standout here from street fighter 6 that you think is going to really resonate yeah, so I, like I was mentioning before, just being excited for kind of the, like all the different systems and the way that stuff works. But if I were to have like a main takeaway from uh, what I kind of learned from this last beta test and just playing Street Fighter 6 in general, uh, the, the biggest thing that kind of jumped out to me was I felt like when I lost, it was my fault. And like I felt like I gave rounds away because like I either messed something up or I used the wrong counter or whatever. But it always felt like, damn, that was on me. It wasn't just... I got stuck in the corner, I got hit with a crush counter, now I'm knocked down, now I just, I'm praying and hoping I get out of this corner, well, I didn't, there goes V-Trigger, there goes my whole, it's over, right, there goes my tournament life, it's done, but in this game, it was like, whenever I lost, I could directly look at something and go, that's why I lost, that's why I should have done that better, I should have, you know, made this choice here, I didn't react in time to this, whatever, but that's really, like, something that stuck with me, because it's like, uh, it, it just, it just, it encourages progress, right? It's more of like a, damn, that's something I can tangibly work on to get better. And it's right there in front of me. I don't have to look for it. I know where it's at. Boom, I can just focus on these things and start improving my game. And that's a that's a very big difference and, and very refreshing uh, feeling from Street Fighter V, right? Because as you were saying, John, it's, you know, Street Fighter Six is really washing the bad taste of Street Fighter V out of a lot of people's mouths. And that's one of the things that I kind of felt there where I'm like, Street Fighter V, you, you know, how many times have I lost a game there? It was just like, I lost because they just hit the button harder, right? Like there wasn't really much. Or else because you hit, hit them successfully a bunch and then therefore they got their nuclear bomb ability and V-Trigger and the V-Trigger activation. And that was the deciding factor despite, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And in this game, it really doesn't feel like that's the case, uh, short of being hit with unblockables that aren't supposed to be in the game. But I mean, in most cases for me, it was like, I either knew why I lost or I knew there was a counter that I just didn't know yet. And that's such a big change from the last game where it's like, you know, it's just really refreshing. And that was the biggest thing I think I noticed about uh, playing Street Fighter VI so far. Well, we talked yeah, about that a lot of times. Mm -hmm. and, and John, you would you would often say, and I think rightly so, that in Street Fighter V, the strategy would be around being at a certain place on the screen at a certain time, and that is something that uh, you know the individual can do, can monitor, can can strive to excel at. Um, but where that like is something that is acceptable in the Marvel versus Capcom franchise, for example, it doesn't feel like that's what people want from their Street Fighter experience. And so I, I would say that you could zoom out far enough to go, okay, this is where you have autonomy and it's where you're located on screen at any given time if you know so-and-so has v-trigger or an ex bar stocked or whatever but that game wasn't fun for a lot of people is the thing it's like that's not where people want their i guess you would say autonomy to be decided in the game or that's not where they want their deciding factor to be they want it in i could have parried there but i didn't or or i could have blocked high or whatever it is but they want it to be closer to home and, and just like your general placement on the screen is not specific enough at least for the street fighter expectations yeah, uh, very well said. It's uh, if there's certain spots on screen uh, that you're at in Street Fighter V, and your opponent has the resources like V Trigger or a full stock of Super, you're pretty much dead. Your odds of surviving that are like you know twenty percent. Are, are and, and that happens in SF Six with Burnout, right? But it does. But yeah. but you, you got to Burnout, yeah. yes. And yeah. it's like if I'm there, that's on me, and I could have not got burned out next time. And and so it, it just mm -hmm. it falls right into the the thing we're talking about. Arjun, what what is your takeaway here? What, Burnout. what is the main thing that's down? Burnout. Okay, yeah. Well, so so I I thought about this for like what is the biggest takeaway, and and we've talked before about things like how good this game feels and, and whatnot, and so I wanted to try to venture off the beaten path a little bit. So I grabbed something that's a little less uh, uh you know central focus, but one of the things that I took away specifically from this session of playing in the third beta was uh, how to operate kind of like the psychology around when you're burned out, because what's the first thing that you want to do when you realize oh i'm burned out i'm at a disadvantage now and it's gonna hurt when i get hit you want to clam up you want to go on the defense you want to put space between you and your opponent but that's actually i think the worst thing that you can do so my my takeaway is that actually when you're burned out you want to go on the offense and it's counterintuitive at first but when you think about what happens to you when you get burned out your defense is what gets nerfed the most you lose access to ex moves or, or overdrive moves in general yes and and that's that has both offensive and defensive components you lose access to di has both offensive and defensive components but you also lose access to parry which is wholly a, a pretty much a defensive uh thing and your your you can't absorb a di when you're close to the corner because then it's worst case scenario with stun and you're taking extra block stun if you're blocking. So you don't want to be blocking. And now, um, for those that don't know, if you move backwards or if you jump, if you're airborne, your gauge, your drive gauge recovers much slower than if you're either neutral or even moving forward. It actually is, you're encouraged to go on the offense. And if you're doing attacks to your opponent while you're burned out, every, it blocked or not, I mean, best case scenario is you're hitting them. But if, you're, if they're blocking, you're still building back gauge faster for every blocked attack your opponent takes so really you are encouraged if you get burned out you want to go for it and i know you want to say oh i got to cover all the potential hits i got to make sure that i don't get opened up it's like no you're already in a disadvantage place and it's likely that you're going to lose because you've been burned out accept that and then march forward boldly and try to get some offense going now 
when that happens, if your opponent's blocking, this game is very turns-based and turns flip over very quickly. So the best case scenario I don't think is to actually be landing block strings. I think the best case scenario is like chip into throws because if you're throwing your opponent, you're getting that all that time that the throw animation takes, the, the chunk of, of um, meter back closer to being not burned out anymore. But uh, yeah, that was the big thing that, uh, that I took away was that when you are burned out, actually you don't want to go intuitively to a defensive mode. You want to do everything you can to march forward, put pressure on your opponent and push through the burnout as opposed to try to wait it out. Yeah, um, I love that you chose burnout as your as your takeaway here because I think that mechanic is so fascinating in an incredibly positive way. Um, I will uh, add something here that I do think that uh, going in and actually landing block strings is a really good strategy to get out of burnout. Uh, just you don't want to go too crazy there and get too close because then your opponent will get the advantage on you. Mm -hmm. But that was one of the things I found myself doing a lot in burnout was like I'd notice that I got into it and I'd go, okay, let me go forward and let me start hitting some block strings here because it just helps accelerate your recovery so much. But it's again, you have to be careful with it, but it also kind of throws the opponent off as well. Because here in the early days of Street Fighter VI, everybody's expecting exactly what you described there. Oh, they're in burnout, they're gonna back up, it's my time to shine. But if you move forward and you start attacking them, they kind of go, uh-oh, what What do I do here? Why is he attacking me? He's in burnout, right? Yep. But I really love the mind games that come with this. And one of the things I started doing myself was like, when I would notice my opponent was uh, close to burnout, I would put my focus on making them burn out. So that would mean just going for block strings. I didn't really care so much about actual hits. I was trying to burn them out with block strings. And then you just notice that people mentally crumble when that happens because they don't expect that to happen, right? Like you're, and then especially if you have them in the corner, like that's it, it's a wrap, right? But it's it's such a crazy back and forth with, with burnout and just kind of having the awareness of what to do and when and all these different things. I think it's such a fascinating mechanic. And one of the things I think I was telling you, uh, Velociraptor, the other day about was um, how people think that the, uh, the the kind of the checkmate situation of being cornered and uh, in burnout is a little bit intense. Like if you have no super meter, you're basically going to get stunned, right? Yeah. Because there's no escape. But if you think about traditional stun in Street Fighter, you're getting into a state where you're completely vulnerable and it comes from a result of being hit too much. So you're already losing and then you get put into a state where now you're gonna lose more. And it's it's pretty brutal if you think about it. But with burnout, it's like, yes, that checkmate situation is rough, but you put yourself there and you have ways to manage around that and you can also go on the offensive and try to get out of it. So it's 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 kind of balanced that way, I think. But it's just fascinating. I really do love burnout. So I was really excited to talk about it, so yeah. <laughs> It's just yeah, no um, matter what's what component of the game we bring up, it seems to almost immediately incite a, a theory fighter like trail of like, and then this could happen. But when this happens, you could do this, and and like that's what this game drives at. That's just, it's such a good look for the game, especially at this early stage. What were you saying, John? Well, uh, you play Jamie, who doesn't have access to a fireball and much defensive tools from further out. Uh, so when I was burning myself out sometimes with Guile, uh, I would actually back up, and it's like, okay, well. My, my core sonic boom and defensive game is so good. You have to work so hard that I'm just sitting there rebuilding up my, my drive gauge mm. again, even when I'm burned out. And so I think certain characters like Honda, Dalsum, Guile, of course, as I just mentioned, they can still stay on the defensive and be okay. But I do agree with you guys that, that the unexpected offense would really throw people off, especially again with, you know, you guys know how I like to play, just walk up and throw you a bunch. It's, um, you know, that could be hard to deal with if you're not expecting it. Um, and and so it, it's it's... 
people that the mental pressure of, of seeing your opponent burned out and going, I better capitalize on this can really get to people. And it's something mm -hmm. you can take advantage of. They become predictable. And, yeah. and yep. I really do yes. like that kind of um, the mental game of that as well. Like once you get your opponent into burnout, that that like smelling the blood in the water, right? And you feel that shift, like both you and the opponent feel it. Like you start going in more because you know they're more defenseless, right? You start trying to push them to the corner. And once they're cornered, it's like, oh my God, like that tense feeling of like, when is that drive impact coming? <laughs> Am I ready to, to counter with a super or like what's going to happen here kind of thing. But it's like, it, it kind of does feel like um, the way that uh, the game shifts in Street Fighter V when V-Trigger comes into play, right? Or like before V-Trigger is activated. It's like, you know the activation is coming. You know the big button that's going to get blocked and get activated into V-Trigger. You know that's coming. And you kind of feel this mental shift. You feel like it, both players feel it, right? It's like, uh-oh, like now I have to play around this, right? It's a similar feeling in Burnout, but again, there's, there's a lot more... There's a lot more factors to it and a lot more ways to mitigate stuff and everything. So I really do enjoy kind of that metagame of it. it I think and you're getting to a bigger point that the, the mental game at any given point in a Street Fighter VI round becomes somewhat conspicuous. Like you can tell what the players are thinking and what they're going for. You know, someone might be in, in very clear footsies trying to get a whiff punish kind of a gear. And someone might be very much in a, I'm gonna back up and try to get some space for, you know, to set up my stuff, or I, I just wanna get in there and rush down, or or I'm, I'm fishing for a drive impact, or I'm testing my opponent to see what their reactions are like. But th that, that becomes conspicuous. And it's something that, especially as a participant in the match, you can then use you know and, and in real time and then like that conspicuousness and that show of intent is i think an incredibly important factor not only in the gameplay but also in the esports audience side of things where seeing what the players are thinking and that being communicated through their actions on screen is very interesting and at the level and, and the level of resolution that street fighter 6 shows that chef's kiss mm -hmm. So moving on here, uh, I want to talk a bit about zoning because zoning basically took an entire game off of Street Fighter V. Uh, <laughs> I know people talked about like, you know, Minot, Guile, and a handful of others being able to zone, not in a traditional sense, not anything like we saw in a Street Fighter II or Street Fighter IV, where if you threw like any kind of errant fireball in five, like people had so many resources and so many ways around that to just murder you. It's very different now in Street Fighter VI because fireballs are very quick and very heavily designed around blowing up those tactics that, that just made them almost a negligible factor in Street Fighter V. The developers have really taken a step back and said, we want zoning to be strong again, or at least effective. And I look at this game and I look at the zoning here being maybe not as effective as it was in Street Fighter IV, but at least comparable. How is zoning looking to you guys so far right now? I'll start with Steven. Yeah, um, zoning feels like it's back, uh, and that was also why um, I placed Guile where I did in our tier list, and you can go check that video out as well. Um, but I feel like zoning is is so much more prominent now. Uh, even with Perry, I think we had some concerns about Perry early on, where it's like fireballs looked good, but we were all kind of wondering, like, hey, is Perry going to kind of mitigate those and make them not as much of a thing? But it doesn't feel like that's kind of the case, like at least from what we've experienced so far. It feels like fireballs and zoning are definitely a thing again, and then with rush and stuff if you play footsies properly and you play your neutral properly you can convert into big damage with a simple you know forward forward input and all these different things but i do feel like zoning is definitely a thing again um a character like ryu like if you jump his fireball and you mistime it at all you're get, gonna eat that dp even worse for for guile because his sonic boom is so much faster and stuff it's you're you're basically gonna get the old school you know fireball try to jump the fireball and get anti-air type of type of deal here uh which 
which is really nice to see because as you were mentioning in Street Fighter V, we didn't really have that anymore. And, and some characters could definitely zone in their own way, but it feels like we kind of have a return of true Street Fighter traditional zoning, which is really interesting. It's, it's, it's nice to see it kind of come back here and come back in the way that it has. And it also works, seems to work really well with the overall fighting systems and, and you know drive mechanics and all that. It feels like it all kind of works together really well, uh, which is which is really nice to see. Yeah, I think the zoning is. Um, I guess I would put it as secondary. Uh, the most, the second most important thing for you to have in this game, not just because of the kind of damage that you can get out of the zoning, but the way you can control things and then therefore open up other parts of your game. Because zoning is, or I should say, because projectiles are so effective and so difficult to get around and punish uh, consistently, the onus goes on to the other the other character, the other player, to get around your fireball. And if their guess is wrong, they're eating, you know, a whole combo because of the things that they're doing is is are often going to be, well, not necessarily a whole combo. They might get anti-aired, right? Uh, but if they do, like, do a DI and they're late, they're going to eat a whole DI combo back. Uh, if they try to go through with, with certain moves, like Kimberly can, as we established in another video, can slide under on reaction a lot of fireballs. But, uh, you know, Jamie, who I main, has a move that goes through fireballs. But even then, it's not consistent enough, as far as I can tell, uh, with the kind of spacing that you have to have with it and still the sort of read you need to do. It's a little preemptive. And because that's the case, it makes zoning so strong. And I think they did that because Perry is back. And, and like I was saying earlier, uh, that really does a number on fireballs. So they went out of their way to make sure that fireballs were still effective. And as such, if you have a good fireball game in this game, I think that not only is that a problem for your opponents, but that opens up the rest of your game. The other most important thing I would say is footsies. And, and to augment your footsie game with a strong fireball game is, is as far as I can tell, like kind of the best situation you can have right now in Street Fighter VI, the way the meta is. Yeah, and um, following up a little on the parries, because they basically negated how effective fireballs were in Street Fighter 3, so people might be wondering, well, parries are back. Well, if you hold the parry button, you don't get a perfect parry. Your recovery in there in neutral isn't usually enough for you to bulldog forward, to advance forward, and it's really just like get blocking. past someone's zoning. Yeah, it's it's a little better than blocking because you're getting some uh, drive rush meter back, or drive gauge, I should say, meter back, and there's some you know nice options to it, but you're also depleting it because you're holding it down as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and then fireballs are much faster for people who played hyper fighting back in the day, um, Street Fighter 2 hyper fighting uh, like you know Ryu and, and Sagat had some really fast fireballs in there but you couple that with an OD fireball and other things and it's really hard to even sometimes react block uh, let alone drive impact or mm -hmm. do anything when someone like Guile or Ryu is checking out their fastest version of their fireballs. So you will see people walking into fireballs, landing on them, doing all this other kind of stuff. They are designed, Capcom very specifically designed these to be annoying and something you actually have to account for and deal with unlike Street Fighter 5. So <laughs> let me say, yeah. though, let me say, though, in the theory fighting, like that's all very true. But when you are so as Jamie, like playing against, you know, a, a zoning kind of character, one of the coolest things that I was seeing in the beta was that I was I was really working on perfect parrying uh, uh, projectiles, because even though it wasn't available in the beta, I believe you're going to be able to drive rush out of perfect parry projectiles um, once the main game drops. And that might be a game changer for for getting in on zoners. But um, practicing t getting that timing down, they can throw fast fireballs everyone can throw slow fireballs it seems too maybe save for luke and and so mixing that up is is it, it can be very difficult to try to get in but if you successfully perfect parry like two three four fireballs in a row you know what that does mentally to your opponent they're like <laughs> dude 
they can see everything they can see the future and they're coming in and they're not stopping and they're perfect parrying everything and that in and of itself is still really fun i gotta imagine that's going to be even better when you can drive rush out of that situation but even just playing the i'm going to try to perfectly time and see what it means to perfectly parry a fireball versus doing it slightly too early and slightly too late which i did a lot uh, but that's a that's a really fun part of the game too as a guile yeah, player that makes me want to chuck more booms just so you know john i'm like okay <laughs> you parry the last five you're not parrying this next one so that's a you know you 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 miss every boom you don't throw so that's what i'm that's saying. true <laughs> no dude it, it was the opposite for me john you you, you perfect parried like a crouching jab i did in like a block string i'm like oh my god i'm figured out what do i do i was like oh yeah. no he's figured out my timing like that's it it's over <laughs> but no it's like uh, it, it's also interesting too that the um in street fighter 6 we've seen kind of a change to the priority system with fireballs as well which kind of adds a new element to the traditional zoning with you know od fireballs and stuff being able to blow through regular fireballs and i think super fireballs are obviously the strongest ones that have the most hits but now in in street fighter 6 like when these fireballs clash they don't lose any of their hits anymore oh yeah so it's it's right. pretty interesting when you get into like i was playing ryu throughout the the this session of the beta and going up against like a guile and being full screen and just having that fireball war you take that into consideration too and you go oh well, i'm gonna throw ex here and this is gonna give me the advantage and it it's it just kind of adds another layer to just what we traditionally know from street fighter zoning and you throw that into the mix and you go whoa like this is this is pretty interesting like this this adds something different that i like a, it, it takes something that we we know really well with you know traditional street fighter zoning and just adds a slightly new flavor to it right and something new to consider and use that as a tool and, and ex fireballs are really good in this game too or od fireballs like even in pressure and stuff they're so fast they are using that in the corner like against people like man i i checkmated some people a lot with that especially when they get into burnout like if you knock them down they're in burnout and they're close to chip throw an ex fireball it's over dude because they're forced yeah. to block it like there's no way to get around it and level one supers don't have projectile invincibility anymore so they can't wake up with that and get away from it it's there's some crazy stuff with, with zoning and fireballs now in Street Fighter VI. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Because zoning is so much better now, uh, I believe that this game takes a good bit longer to play out than Street Fighter V did. I know some notable players um, in the uh, on Twitter, tournament players and stuff, were saying this game should be a 3 out of 5 format. Um, and I personally think that's going to take way too long if you've got like 5,000, 6,000 people who've entered an event. Um, I personally think 2 out of 3 is the way to go, not only because of like the time constraints, but also like if you play online, it's 2 out of 3, you know, kind of thing. Like why not keep it the same? way until the very end of tournaments like do you think that, that this game is taking longer to play than street fighter 5 did john uh, absolutely and not only on the zoning front but also as people i've said this before i think i made a video about this but as people uh learn more about what's good in this game they're going to realize one whiff punishing is easier and more punishing than it ever has been as far as i can tell in street fighter and that means you don't want to be sticking out buttons and, and risking yourself so i think people are going to clam up a lot more and at the higher levels it's going to come down to who's going to make the first mistake or who's going to extend overextend first the game's going to be much more about getting your opponent to stick something out in front of you and then you hitting it uh and so there's going to be a lot fewer buttons pressed and then when you pepper in the fact that people could go on like you know full screen zoning wars and such um i didn't see a lot of timeouts in my time with the beta but i also had a lot of people jumping at me as jamie like i didn't even have fireballs to like to make them do that and i still saw that happen a lot so um i do think that people especially at the higher levels are going to slow things down a lot uh for this game to go three out of five with the way i see it going that would be like i mean it's it's an exciting game but i don't think even this is exciting enough for a three out of five rule. How about you, Steven? 
Yeah, um, what I do like about this game is that it, it um, well, to answer the question, I definitely think that rounds and end games last longer than they did in Street Fighter V, which is to be expected, and, and thankfully they do. Um, but I also have seen rounds and games end really quickly, and it just kind of depends on what the player likes to do with their meter and how they like to play this. It's, you know, you can you can lob off 60-70% of somebody's health in one combo easily, too. It's not too difficult to do it with just kind of basic drive rush stuff. Like, you can, you can do it with a level 3 super, but there go all your resources. So it's like, yes, you can do it, but now you're in burnout. So... There are ways to end these these rounds quickly, but it, I, I kind of like the idea of like, it's just up to the player. Do they want to bank it all, waste that meter and, and, and do it? Or do they want to play the longer game and play it safer? Uh, I think down the road, we're going to definitely see uh, people leaning more towards safer play and, and having this stuff, you know, last a bit longer. Um, but right now it's kind of like, you know, that's that's the that's how I've been seeing it so far. But you, I have also been seeing games that end really quickly as well, because it's just like, well, you know, what, what can you do? You got hit, you got tagged, and then you were in the corner and you guessed wrong a couple times and it's over, right? But I, I like that that's not the whole game. I like that it's not like that's just how this game plays out. It's kind of a, it just depends on the players, depends on the characters. And um, in terms of timeouts and stuff, I only ran into one timeout uh, against Vesper Arcade. Shoutouts <laughs> to Vesper. Um, but I we had one timeout where I just like, there was 10 seconds left on the clock. I just backed up and then I ran out the timer. But other than that, I didn't see any of them. So it's 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 not like a cross Tekken, Street Fighter cross Tekken scenario where things last way too long and nobody loses, right? Or well, right. you know, it, it goes to timeout every time. It's it's it feels like it's a nice balance. I think you were talking yeah, about shows. soccer there, the nobody loses thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I will say that I think the longest Street Fighter Six match we're going to see is the one for uh, the two for fifth place at Capcom Cup because of the drop off of uh, of funds, the way that you get paid. Nobody's going to want to hit like, a single button. You lose ninety thousand dollars for losing that match, something like that. So I think those are going to be the absolute slowest Street Fighter Six sets. People are going to be so scared to touch any buttons in that match. Like you make the mistake first, man. I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> So uh, I ran uh, a, a light set against my oldest son, uh, PC to PC, but we're on the same internet connection. And we had a five millisecond ping time. And uh, that's actually LAN connection speeds. And the game plays perfectly like that. So people might even want to play their offline matches uh, so they can have their own head to head setup, basically. So you're not, you know, sharing a screen or anything like that with anyone else. And also so that your stuff gets logged over CFN. So it's like, oh, you know, how, how many fireballs did I throw against, you know, Punk when I played him in this offline set like that we actually played online? because we went to a battle hub and ran it there because the, the, the latency difference with five milliseconds, uh, just to give people an idea, um, uh, Street Fighter V, when it came out on PlayStation 4, had 79 milliseconds of input delay. So hmm. five milliseconds there is is a pretty tiny amount and pretty much negligible, I think, for most people. So we might see kind of a little bit of a new standard, at least for some players. I know some people are, are very traditionalist in the fighting game, you know, nothing wrong with that. But hmm. um, running offline sets online, at least in, in terms of like if it's on the same connection, because the, the difference in, in uh, delay is almost negligible, but you get all the benefits of stats. CFN, all this other kind of stuff. People can watch it much easier, all this other kind of things that, that come with it. So, um, But overall, the, the netcode in this game is stellar, not just if you're on the same internet connection, but um, this is the best netcode I've played in a fighting game. Um, uh, I did have a, um, I, I do think that matches when they hit about the 200, 250 ping mark, like they, they definitely start to get noticeably laggy. I definitely ran into a few people that had Wi-Fi, which I hope there's a Wi-Fi indicator 
on there. So if you do want to block that out that you can, but I want to say that this is probably, this feels like that if, if Street Fighter V's net code was, let's say a five out of 10, this feels like maybe a fairly gigantic jump, maybe a nine out of 10 for me. But, but John, how was your experience with the net code? It was amazing. I played Mir in uh, Italy, and I, I couldn't see any difference between playing Steven and you know, Montana. So it was like, it was all the same to me. Uh, and online was, I never once during the entire beta was I like, oh, there's online. It was just, I'm playing Street Fighter, and it felt like I could do whatever I wanted. I never felt like it was a hindrance to me executing my game plan in any way. I didn't drop any combos because of a lag spike. I, the only time I ever noticed a slowdown, I guess I should say, was before rounds started, which, fine, that's fine to me. Like, round one, fight, that's cool. I, because once the round started, I never again. Uh, so it's night and day, and I and I kind of grew up in Street Fighter through Street Fighter 4 when online was brand new for the most part for, for Street Fighter in general, and it was a completely different experience. Those that were good online, the term online warriors was a very real thing, and you would see those people like you know perform well and then come out to like super arcade, play at Wednesday night fights, and and just do terribly because what worked online did not work offline. Strategies uh, were just so different, and that's out the window. I, as far as I'm concerned, I know it's different still. Like online is going to be slightly different than offline in ways, but to me, it's been negligible, and and I I have gone from a place of saying absolutely different two different things it's not the same thing to be good online as it is offline too it's more or less the exact same thing now yeah i mean for me the the online experience so far has been just amazing uh i i know i played uh people from china i played people from brazil mexico uh i didn't have any noticeable issues there and even i think the the player from china we had like a over 200 ping uh time there and it still felt good like it wasn't even noticeable that there was any lag or anything like that. I think it, the I only had two matches where I I noticed the lag, and even then it was just kind of like a oh my it felt like my input didn't come out properly at this time. Like you could see a little bit of a slowdown, but it wasn't too crazy. And then it had one match where it was like we started, and then it was just a complete disconnect, which it could have just been the you know the opponent's uh, mm -hmm. internet or something like that. Or but man, like to be able to to count the negative experiences on one hand kind of thing is like pretty insane right and especially with the open beta because there was so many people playing yeah. i mean looking at the servers and stuff just for north america it was like you know compared to the the closed betas like there was so many that were like uncrowded or whatever and this one it was like all crowded i'll meet everything. you in, in lobby yeah, okay. na 634 because yeah, everything exactly. else is full yeah because there's yeah. only two spots in that one and we'll be able to get in there right like there was so many people playing so thought this was uh, on that note uh just real test. quick there's a mm -hmm. um there's a way actually for brand new players because i tried to play my son and i'm like where are you what lobby are you in and they um when you're a brand new player in there and you haven't played like any matches they actually put you in a lobby with other people like that as well so there's the noob lobbies basically that the veteran players cannot go into um, and you actually have to invite like the new player onto a, a veteran server, basically. So there's there's an apron there that basically, if you want to, you know, go in and bully people who don't know what they're doing, you can't do it. Uh, you can't go into That's this awesome. battle. Uh, it's, so it's really nice. Darn. Yeah, <laughs> Stephen, you were saying though. Oh yeah, no, I mean, I just, you know, I, everything that you guys said about the online uh, experience and stuff, I agree with, and and it was nothing but but positive experiences for me too. Uh, and and pretty amazingly so like yeah just that match uh, against somebody from china is like whoa man like i i saw that and then i saw the ping time i'm like oh boy here we go and then i played it out and i'm like okay like i really didn't notice any, anything wrong there uh which is just it just speaks so much to to the connection and the net code of this game
Yeah, um, there's indicators of connection all up and down when you're playing a match. You get the ping time, you get the, the frame delays and other stuff. And then if the connection really sucks, all you have to do is hold start and select. That mm -hmm. will request that you are able to opt out of the matchup. There was one matchup I was just like, uh, and I don't want to do this. And the other person opted out too. Uh, just reset the situation. I was very happy about that. It's nice to have that option just, you know, just to, is, is it's there. Just so you know, though, if I'm kicking your butt and you decide at the like last, like, 20 seconds that you want to opt out i ain't opted out of that i'm still gonna murder you so i tried to do you. that i tried to do that i was getting bodied by somebody in the first round i was like let me opt out of this that's <laughs> not happening and they didn't they didn't let me do it so i was like all right whatever um, but there are a bunch of ways to level up in Street Fighter now. Um, if you know, obviously, just playing the game works really well. But I do highly recommend people go into CFN and training mode. Um, training mode and CFN look extremely complicated when you first get in there. Just pick a destination, pick something that's fun to you that you want to do, and go head out and do that. You do not need to go into the thousands of options that are in there and try to find and explore every one. There are a lot of ways to level up and have fun with this game from watching footage and other stuff. It's a really nice, complete product from everything we're seeing. Uh, very, very, very different than what Five launched as, and again, it's just a really bringing a, a bright future here. Uh, and the game also takes place about ten years from what we're seeing after Third Strike. Uh, we're not sure that it could be about eight years, something like that. But uh, uh, Mel Kin's son looks to be about ten years older. Um, uh, T Hawk um, and uh, Julia, if they had a kid. Uh, she would only be well, 10 years old, so that's how come we're thinking Lily is not their I'm pretty sure Lily's because, not. I think she's yeah, just in it, the it, same it, tribe. She's too old, right? Yeah, yeah. She's well, just too yeah, old and stuff like that. Tribe, yeah. yeah, so so there's a bunch of reasons how come we're concluding the games about 10 years afterward and stuff like that, and we're unpacking the heck out of this. But but where else are you guys are looking at for this game? What, what else are your other standouts? We'll go with, with uh, John first. Um, just in general for the standouts, I gotta say that, well, we've kind of already talked about how everything feels like this interconnected puzzle that like goes forever. Um, I'm kind of excited about the new characters. I've been playing Jamie a lot, but, uh, you know, I've saw like the footage of JP and a zoner that is not like your traditional zoner there. He puts like things on screen, although has like stuff like a somewhat traditional firewall, but that can also be a command grab. And I try to wrap my mind around what that's going to look like in this emerging meta which is already so layered even just with the traditional like you know your standard street fighter 101 ryu and chun li the possibilities are endless and the theory the theory fighting is endless but now we're going to start wrapping in characters like jp like manon with her with her command grab leveling up and we haven't even really seen a proper grappler in this climate yet so it's like what's that going to look like what's the theory fighting going to be like for that to me it's simultaneously exciting and a bit overwhelming but not so much though that i'm going to you know shy away from the game but uh you know you say just going into the training mode and looking at all the options that does feel overwhelming and i would say to, to both things whether it's how to theory fight or how to go into training mode um, i think the best way to approach this game is to come up with an objective that you want you know you're going into training mode i want to learn what my character is in this situation in terms of the frame data just the tools are there for that and the tools are probably there for anything you want to know um, and then when it comes to characters like i want to play a character this way well they probably has a character for you uh, so approach it that way as opposed to I have to understand everything and learn everything and I'm saying that to myself as much as the next guy uh, or girl and and I and that's that's how to do it but this game can feel overwhelming because of the extensiveness of it but uh, but I think that's a good thing overall yeah, yeah, really I, well said. I, we we cover this stuff for a living, and uh, we invest tons and tons and tons of time into this, and we get overwhelmed by the options. So if we're overwhelmed by it, you know, your average player, it's it's totally fine to feel overwhelmed. Just find whatever's fun and go that way. But Stephen, you were saying. 
Yeah, I actually just wanted to jump in and add to what John was saying there is um, if you also are struggling and just feel like you don't know where to start at all, we have several resources on event hubs that can help you get started there with our Footsies 101 guide and our starter guide for Street Fighter 6. And we've written several different articles there that you can look into there that break stuff down in a way that's that's easy to kind of isolate and kind of get started there. So if you guys need any resources like that, be sure to head to the website. Sounds um, like we but, should link those up in the description below. Yeah, Exactly. There you go. But um, but yeah, uh, kind of talking about what Velociraptor was saying there. Um, the new characters. I, I that that was also one of the big things I kind of felt after uh, the the beta ended here this past weekend was, man, I just want to play Lily. I can't wait to play that character. Like I'm so excited to have T Hawk's move set back and just like especially with this game and in this you know with the 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 drive system and all these different things. Like I'm just so excited for that. That was like something that was in the back of my head the whole time during the open beta where I'm like I'm having a lot of fun with this, but man. I just want my character now like I'm ready for it like I think I understand this game enough now like give me my character because I'm ready to go in and, and you know crush some skulls with some uh, SPDs there, have, so. have you guys seen a Street Fighter where the starting roster newcomers are as well received and as excitement driving as Street Fighter 6's are no first time I think that like I mean, because like new characters can can very, very easily be flops. And, and a big part of it is once you actually get to play them um, and we haven't seen all the new characters like in our hands yet. But like the excitement for this, I don't see anyone going like, oh, that's a total flop. I mean, some people, of course, are you, you could find those comments online, I'm sure. But generally speaking, there's excitement across the board for all of these characters and especially the new ones. Like, I want to see what it's like to play JP. I want to see what it's like to play Lily. Um, I've really been enjoying jamie all and and they're not brand new in the sense that like we've never seen characters like them before but they seem to be both in their designs and how they might contribute to the story as well as the the modernization of whatever style they are are all super intriguing manon's like different the kind of level up system with her command grabs that never go away jp's uh, uh traps and the fact that he can also teleport to them in full screen command grab uh the, marissa and her armor and like what's that gonna look like as she tries to march forward all the time on you all of this stuff just absolutely drives theory fighting yeah, um, yeah i actually did think of one exception and that's the alpha games where the newcomers were extremely well thought of but if you're saying a best in class in terms of newcomers um, and comparing that to six that is such a really good uh, barometer to be measured against where you know you're, you're talking about something like four or three where the new newcomers were not well thought of in that game for the most part uh, and generally derided um, but they you know come to love them over the years it seems like people are very excited about six so that is mm -hmm. quite the accomplishment for Capcom to pull off yeah and I think that's also a contributing factor as well I think just kind of the way that Capcom has done a little bit of a 180 here from Street Fighter 5 and kind of specifically focused on righting some of the wrongs that they made with the game's launch and just some of the choices they made there. I think that there's a lot of uh, good vibes from the community with Street Fighter 6 already. And I think that's also contributing to the acceptance and also the liking of the new characters because it's it's uh, it feels like really refreshing now and it, it feels like people are in good spirits and now we're kind of accepting and liking these new characters more as a result as well. Uh, but not to say that the character designs aren't great. I think that they've been doing a really good job with just kind of the ideas behind them and just uh, 
it's it's tricky for these developers to usher in a new generation of characters because typically people want the classics they want the veterans and when new characters like when you try to do a very specific like oh this you know the characters you know and love are now the old generation and we're gonna make the priority the new kids right like it's there's usually a bit of a groan like okay like i want i want ryu man i don't want luke right but i feel like capcom really handled this well and did it elegantly and we've got characters that people genuinely love already and even though we haven't had time to play them at all i mean like character like marissa i keep saying seeing that name come up everywhere even the developers are playing marissa it's like you know and people really like these characters they've got a lot of personality and stuff it's i want to lose to her so she carries me away yeah exactly yeah like there's so many cool little things like that too so it's it's just it feels like it's it's a really good time to be a street fighter fan Boom. Okay, let's let's get into final thoughts here. I want to. Uh, I, I think there's some so many good vibes we're feeling from the community. Uh, a lot of good stuff uh, on the way. But uh, one of the things we haven't quite hit yet is the uh, grappler army actually arriving. Uh, and grapplers tend to be very polarizing in a lot of respects, and they also tend to be very well thought of as, as dominating. Uh, and one of the things I want to note here is that command grabs and level threes seem to universally cause hard knockdowns. Also, uh, characters like you know, Zangief, uh, Lily, a few others, they have command grabs that do, I think, about 33% damage uh, in, in some situations. And it's like, okay, so the character gets in one time, they've got a parry, they've got all these tools, they've got drive impact, they, Zangief has got drive rush, he's drive rushing from all over the place. Like, and then his reward is to spin the, you know, churn the butter, spin the joystick and get 33% damage on you. That's, that's one thing I am, I'm really closely monitoring here for launch and a little bit worried about, but not too worried about because I play Guile and I'm a big jerk for playing them. And so I've got more zoning <laughs> options than most other people. But at the same time, that's something that's kind of jumping out to me. John, it's like kind of rolling your eyes there. How are you How are you thinking about these grapplers when, when the game launches? Seemingly everything that I've been worried about or that has been a problem in Street Fighter before has been thought of and directly attended to at some pretty nuanced levels by the developers thus far. That said, yeah, I'm a little scared of the potential of grapplers as I know them. But the way I've seen, you know, just even the way that they're balancing something like parries and fireballs, you go like, how, how are you going to make those two things really work together? And, and the amount of times that I've been like, well, okay, so this is a thing that's either really, that really sucks or that I'm going to just win every single game with. As soon as that thought finishes processing in your mind, something has presented itself as an answer to it uh, in one direction or another. So given that, I am, I am hopeful I, that Capcom is smarter than me and has figured out a way to make these grapplers in this kind of uh, a meta relevant but not ridiculously overpowered and they've always been that kind of class or that genre of fighter that has been difficult to get to play well or nicely with others but I gotta believe that they're doing it because they're doing it on like every other level with this so I'm holding out judgment I am a little bit nervous about it but I, I think it'll go well please I hope yeah, I actually, I, I agree with everything you said there, but also I see the potential of grapplers and as a Lily main, I'm inside, it's the, the Kurt Angle laughing maniacally gif kind of thing for me, because I'm like, yeah, I've got command throw, so I'm kind of happy with that. Um, to what Catalyst was saying there, we also found out that uh, Zangief's overdrive SPD, if landed as a punish counter, does 39%. For comparison's sake, Reuse level three does 40%. And that is only for two bars. If you whiff a DP in front of Zangief or he blocks it, good luck, right? And it's like, I, that's why I was mentioning in our last video. I'm like, well, we, you know, we're, we're kind of getting an idea of what the meta is looking like for this game. 
with based on what we've played so far with the betas and things, but grapplers are coming, man, and they could completely turn everything on, on its head, right? Because we've got Drive Rush now. These grapplers have ways in that they didn't have before. Uh, Zangief doesn't need green hand anymore because he's got dry brush right i mean i think most people green would be pretty body. happy with that by comparison right and it's like i mean i'm just envisioning the mix-ups of drive rush in you think they're gonna go for a, a you know a hit and there's a command throw at the end of it uh, and people are already getting me with just empty drive rush into throw add yeah. in command throws into that mix and you go oh boy man like I'm trying to parry this, but they just did an SPD. See, instead, that's why the action slows down so much, especially at high level, because you're so aware of that. People are just going to be sitting there sticking out like, you know, quick pokes, little jabs to make sure that they stuff anything coming their way because to get run up on by a Zangief is <laughs> your ass. Terrifying. Yeah. Yep. It's going to be terrifying. Yeah, he's got his running bear grab back too, so he can, he can <laughs> run at you in a variety of ways. And like we haven't even brought up Manon yet, who who's like doing that if she gets to level five and how she maintains her her stacks over rounds. So inevitably, she's going to be a better character the longer the game goes on. And like, what's that going to look like? It, it's hard to imagine these characters balanced and playing nicely with the other eighteen or the other seventeen on the roster. But I mean, I hope they do it. And I think they but will. It's it's also like you said, though, like so far, everything I feel like we've been concerned about as a community seems to have a logical and reasonable counter against it outside of the crazy beta unblockable that Kimberly had. Right. Unintended. Even with that, yeah. they're unintended, though. Exactly. But so far, like I, we, I feel like we've had these moments in time with this game since we've seen it revealed where we've had these concerns of like, oh, that might be too strong or that's going to be too good. And then we kind of see it unfold and it's like, oh, you can do this, you can do this, and you can do this to counter it. It's like, okay, cool. Like they, they've thought of it, right? And so far Capcom has done that with everything that we've seen. So I want to believe they did the same thing with grapplers, but who knows? Yeah, um, there's a there's a good reason how come grapplers were not in the beta, if you ask me. Uh, <laughs> and that's because Capcom has been sitting there working on them. And uh, one of the things that they, they've adjusted is you basically don't get Okazemi uh, in uh, after a command throw anymore. You're, you're pretty far out. Now, you can do drive rush and a few other things, but a, a drive rush at that point in that time is fairly well telegraphed. And I don't think super hard to counter for most people because, uh, you know, it's probably going to come in those, those scenarios. But uh, I don't think Capcom had fully figured out what grapplers were supposed to be until more recent times and I think they've been tweaking them heavily behind the scenes and that's how come they were not in the beta that's my theory mm. but uh so that's my final thought I want to turn it over here to our guest Steven do you have any more final thoughts I'm just ready to play the the final build man I mean we've been following this game obviously since it's got announced uh we've been covering it extensively on the website like uh, we've been digging into it a lot we're doing a lot of homework behind the scenes to kind of understand what this game is and what it's going to become uh, just give me Lily already, man. I'm ready. I I'm right at the gate. Just just let me out, man. I'm ready to go kind of thing. So I'm really excited for Street Fighter 6. I'm looking forward to the Guile versus Lily matchup too, Steven. Uh, John, what, what are your thoughts here? <laughs> I, I know some here? secret stuff that I can't tell you yet, but I'll be fine in that. Don't worry. Okay, good. <laughs> I have to deal with these guys in the water cooler chat after they play, by the way, everyone, just so you know. So I'm looking forward to that. Not as much as you guys. No, uh, so I've said before that this game is still on the table in the running for best street fighter of all time and now that we've had a third good look at it i feel that even more so um I, I would i would upgrade that statement now to as long as it doesn't screw up i think it's going to be the best street fighter of all time 
um, in terms of, uh, and, and it should be, right? The newest one, you've got all the lessons learned of the previous ones, but <laughs> that doesn't always happen, as we as we <laughs> well know. But I do think that this is probably going to be the best Street Fighter of all time. That's how I feel about it. Well, can't end any better than that. So once again, y'all, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we, we do this for a living, but we can't do this without you guys. So thank you so much for watching the show, and we're going to be back with you guys soon. <laughs>